This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Bobsled Marketing. And today I'm joined by another bobsledder, Caroline Adams, who is a project manager at Bobsled. Caroline has spent the majority of her career as a product marketer across various industries from consumer product goods to publishing to not-for-profits. As a true proponent of learning, Caroline morphed into the e-commerce world and was trained by an ex-Amazon employee. She joined the agency side of the business about four or five years ago and loves working along clients to help them reach their Amazon goals. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So you were one of the main contributors to a white paper that we released a month or so ago about vendor central chargebacks which we've had content on this topic for a while, but this was a fresh fresh look at that challenge and very well received. So I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about the takeaways from that content. Over the course of the past few years, we've worked with more than 100 Vendor Central clients. So one benefit of working with an agency like Bobsled is the visibility that we have across categories and over time to give brands a broader perspective than what they would otherwise be able to observe from their own little island, navigating vendor relations, the ongoing chargebacks, and other unusual things that crop up from time to time. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of vendor chargebacks and the findings from the report, I'm interested how you describe the time investment required to track and manage fees and chargebacks on Vendor Central relative to the other aspects of managing a Vendor Central client relationship. Sure. So the first part about, I think, Vendor Central and the chargeback is that a lot of times accounts or clients just really don't know how many chargebacks there are what the impact the chargebacks are having on their accounts, and really just don't have a real understanding of chargebacks in general. They come to us and they say, hey, there's a lot of money that's being taken, deducted out of our account, and we just don't understand what is happening here. Can you help us uncover that? And we do. So we, the first step that we do is we go in there, we look at their account, we perform an audit. And I think that is one of the single most important things that can be done up front mm-hmm. because having a understanding of what chargebacks are impacting their business the most is the only way they're going to help resolve the issue and mitigate it going forward. So I would say upfront, the biggest issue is really uncovering it, doing the audit, spending the most time to really decipher where the impact is coming from, and then how to lay a strategy and foundation going forward to mitigate all those issues. Yeah. That makes sense. It's sort of a a known unknown. Like they know it's a problem, but they've got no idea how big it is and probably don't want to know to some degree, like how much, (laughs) how much money's been wasted on chargebacks that could have been disputed before. Exactly. And I think it's a big frustrating point for a lot of our clients in that they see, you know, month over month, these, these fees they're getting dinged with, and they just don't understand why it's happening and how to resolve it. And I think that's really a big part of where we come in and we say, hey, this is where 
the issue is, and this is how you need to, the steps you need to take to stop those issues from happening on your end. Yep. Yep. So it all starts with the audit, knowing what to look for and how to calculate it and what, what's possible to call back versus what's not. Exactly. And I would say that nine out of 10 times we perform an audit, clients almost have like an aha moment. Really? That's really what's causing the biggest impact? They don't think that that's really what's doing it. They always have their mindset on some other part of the business. And then when we uncover really what's happening, it's almost like, I can't believe that's really what's causing this issue. Hmm. So what are some of those common root causes? I would say majority of the time, it's a lack of understanding of what those issues are. So for an example, if there's an account that has a lot of warehousing, let's say, and they perform other, they fulfill other channels of business. So brick and mortar, let's say, or different e-commerce aspects. Amazon has a lot of, Amazon has a lot of requirements, a lot of specifications that they require. So as an example, they might be fulfilling their, the Amazon POs in the same way that they are some of these other outlets, brick and mortar Mm -hmm. or e-commerce. And so what happens is now Amazon gets these in, they say, hey, this isn't prepped the right way. This isn't packaged the right way. Then a ding happens. They get charged for that. And a lot of times they just don't want to go ahead and they don't want to, they don't want to change the way that they are fulfilling different items because it is something that they're set. It's a system they have in place and they don't see the need to have a change like that in order to fulfill just orders for Amazon. Yeah. So lack of understanding that Amazon's requirements are very different and around what kind of aspects like ship delays, packaging, carton packaging. Exactly. And even just fulfilling, just notifying Amazon when a order has been shipped. Mm-hmm. Simple things like that. It's just notifications. Amazon wants to be aware of when, an, when a PO has been shipped and they want to be able to be able to let their team know it's time to receive that. So it's a simple thing of just doing an advanced shipment notification and letting them know that this particular item is on its way, PO has been fulfilled, and for them to keep an an eye out for it. Mm. Yep, that makes sense. And to that end, my understanding is a, a lot of vendors are looking at ERP systems that can sort of plug into Vendor Central that to automate some of those alerts like the advanced shipping notifications and things like that to reduce errors and reduce chargebacks. Is that something that like just to put you on the spot a little bit, this wasn't on the original <laughs> list of questions, but have you seen those ERP systems be successful or is there still a bit of manual intervention required? I think there's always a part of a manual intervention required, just in the sense that I think the ERPs, they're great in communicating, but there's still that understanding of number one, this has to happen in a certain way, right? This is what Amazon is requiring. And that always takes a certain amount of a manual overhead, but also understanding, so chargebacks can be disputed, right? So in order to to dispute a chargeback, you need to have the documentation. So that is another manual way just to make sure that everything is being tracked, to make sure that everything, there's one kind of repository of information that if a chargeback needs to go back, or if you want to go back and dispute a chargeback, you are able to pull from that repository of information and then provide Amazon with the documentation that they need. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's not just about the system. It's knowing what's possible to dispute and pr- procuring the, the evidence around that. 
Good to know. Exactly. So we talked a little bit about the pain point that brands have around Amazon vendor chargebacks. It's a huge cost to these companies. Those are fees that come out of the profit profitability of this channel. In some recent research that I did around profitability in e-commerce chargebacks and that Amazon relationship was a huge driver of channel profitability for especially very large brands who are operating in an omni-channel format. And so this is just a this is in the scheme of things, as opposed to things like reformulating packaging, creating a harmonized PL structure and kind of going up against your accounting team and trying to get your whole you know, accounting approach changed. In the scheme of things, this is very low-hanging fruit to improve profitability for a lot of brands. So that's that's really the the challenge and, and the opportunity here. But I'm curious to hear from you what kind of channel revenues can chargebacks account for like maybe sort of like the worst you've seen (laughs) a client when you come in like what percentage of their revenue did that really account for when you sat down looked at sharpen the pencil and figured out wow they're really paying a lot out in chargebacks we had a client recently that came to us and after our initial audit it was hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of chargebacks. Wow. And the thing it's, which is a big chunk of their business. It wasn't an account that was doing millions and millions of dollars. So even having a hundreds of thousands of dollars was a big cut into their, into their profitability. Hmm. But one of the biggest things that we're seeing across the board is that on an average, even if you take it on a monthly perspective, I mean, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars and yeah. it's something that, I think it's really hard going back to what you were saying earlier for some of these larger brands because the person that's generally running the e-commerce business is not the person that is in charge of, say, prepping a product Mm -hmm. or shipping the product. So they really need to get buy-in from other parts of the organization. And a lot of times that's really difficult to do because if it's a new outlet, if it's a new sales channel for them, a lot more dollars, a lot more revenue might be generated from other parts of their business, and they don't want to invest in the time to make the changes necessary for Amazon. So I think that's really a, a struggle that a lot of clients are up against, but hmm. it can definitely equate to, we've seen hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, so we've danced around this white paper a little bit. I want to point out that if you're interested to know what are the tactics and strategies that we use to do this, put that together in a white paper with Caroline's contribution that we'll link up to in the show notes of this episode called the Vendor Chargebacks Guide. Without sort of going too deep into it, what kind of strategies are available to brands to prevent chargebacks and resolve them in addition to what we've already talked about so far? Well, I think one of the big things is really understanding what the issue is and what is causing your main chargeback. So I think having a strategic approach to mitigating it is really important. So if you have a list of 10 chargebacks, you find that the top one that's causing the biggest financial impact to your to your company, to your bottom line, tackle that one first. Mm-hmm. And then the one that's causing the least amount of dollars, tackle that one last. But really understanding that this one is having the biggest impact or this one is an easy fixed 
let's go after that one first. So I think yeah. that's a big part of it as well, that you know you can get the buy-in from other parts of the organization if that really is necessary. Yeah. And I do think that, as we talked about earlier, really documenting everything, because in order to dispute them, you have, for chargebacks, only 30 days to be able to dispute them. So having your documentation ahead of time really keeping that repository allows you to quickly go back and dispute it if it's possible within that time frame. Because after that 30-day window, the opportunity is not there. That is a very key point, that 30-day window. And there's only so much, if we sit down with the client and do this audit, there's only so much that we can recover even if we get to work right away. So that's a great point. Hmm. Are there any common misunderstandings that brands have around vendor chargebacks? Yes, absolutely. I think one of the biggest ones is a lot of times clients say, my chargebacks are quite large. And then we do our initial audit, we look into their account, and then a lot of times chargebacks are large. But additionally, there are other areas within Vendor Central that cause fees to happen in a client's account. So for an example, invoicing. So Invoice shortages are a very, very large part of some of our clients' business. So if they're accepting a PO for 10 units, let's say, Amazon only receives five units of that particular product, they're now getting dinged for an invoice shortage. Again, it's hitting their bottom line. A lot of clients are not familiar with that aspect of the business. So it's a simple thing. Maybe their case pack is not aligned with what's in Amazon's system as far as their case pack. But those also can be disputed. And you have actually up to a year to dispute those invoice shortages. So you have a much larger window to be able to do that. But that is something I think that also you know, brands, they see all these things in their financials, but really understanding that it can be from their invoice shortages. It can be from a chargeback, but it also can be for just returns. We've had another client that had a lot of a big return issue, and we uncovered really the root cause of what was causing those returns. All right. So let's wrap up on this topic. More generally, Caroline, as a project manager at Bobsled, you see all kinds of interesting growth tactics and platform, new platforms and programs that our clients are using across different categories online. What are you excited about right now in e-commerce? Well, for me personally, I'm really excited just with the whole change of the whole consume, the way consumers are purchasing products now through this e-commerce environment. I think the whole way that consumers are going onto different platforms, especially like one like Amazon, what's happening now is because there's so much growth in this area, Amazon is now allowing for different analytics and different metrics to be shown to really tune into a consumer's buying behavior. So you can see what's in a shopping cart at the same time. So if they're buying product A, what are they also buying? Are they buying product B? How long consumers are on products or pages for and really see what those conversion rates are. So for me, I think it's just really exciting that, you know, in an area where e-commerce was kind of trudging along and now it has exploded now we're having we're seeing a lot of data that really informs their decision that helps marketers and helps bobsled in essence to be able to let clients know this is the biggest propensity that they have to make a sale based upon analytics and insights that we're also being delivered on which i think is really exciting mm. 
Yeah, there's there's sort of an unprecedented amount of data that Amazon's now sharing with brands that I'd never really thought <laughs> thought we'd see <laughs> a few years ago. It's been, I think, that the understanding that the more if they can support brands with understanding how people are shopping on Amazon and what the trends are in their category, then that's going to ultimately help them, help customers. Exactly. It just helps you make a better informed decision and, and a marketing play, put your strategy in place. That is super helpful. Thanks for sharing that. That's good to know. Yeah, it looks like a lump of fees that should all be treated the same, but the way that they are actually manifested is completely different and, and the way that you can actually deal with it on the back end. Exactly. Thanks for joining me, Caroline. I really appreciate both the contributions that you made to the vendor chargebacks report and jumping on with me to talk a little bit more about it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me.